Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, Kate. Hey, John. I think our dear listeners are tired of hearing from us week after week. Um, I can't imagine that they would be. I think it's probably a delight and a treat. I think mere mortals, they probably would be tired of hearing. But our powers combined, they'll never tire of us. It's a a special treat, but I'm sure probably next week you won't be hearing from this combo. That's sad. We'll switch it up. That sounds really like... Yeah, that sounds a little... A little morbid. Um, we'll still be around, but maybe we'll let you well, hear from... we hope we will be. <laughs> None of us really knows. Who Can't knows? Can't the future. Wow, right. this is just spiral. I feel like this is spiraling onto a different path. But basically, next week, I think you'll be hearing from a different combination other than John and Kate. Right. But we can't make any promises. So I can't predict the future, no. but hopefully we'll, we'll bring in another member of the legal department you to get some legal chats from right just a little varied experience maybe well i think we're pretty funny i i don't disagree with you not to toot our own horn no toot away (laughs) (laughs) oh dear listeners we've done several episodes devoted to contract law in general but based on feedback from you we thought it might be worthwhile to explore a more specific area of contract law We had a lot of questions on the hotline about notice of termination and release, and using them correctly can provide certainty in a transaction for you and your clients and um, can help you avoid some potential hot waters. Um, But, wow, like peanut butter and jelly for the Atlanta Braves in October failure. The notice of termination and release are made to go together. I am not a Braves fan. I just want to say that that was not me saying that. That was me. I am a Braves fan, and I'm a self-defeating Braves fan, but it's okay. I just wanted to, like, for our dear Braves listener, Braves listeners, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't want them to think that I was... No, I, this, in no way should this be read as anything derogatory towards what, the, the Braves. Right. Uh, it's just, you know, as a fan, you get accustomed to these kind of things. And it's I was once like you. It happens. I was once like you. Oh, never mind. We know where you're from. But I'm from Boston. Mm, there it is. And then times change. So. Let's just get through this podcast, <laughs> all right? Um, so anyways, notice of termination and release. They are made to go together. Shoo up, shoo up, da do da dee da da together forever right now we probably need some type of copyright <laughs> right yeah. we're all going to jail um, now however there may be times where you will use one without the other that's correct kate so first let's discuss the general concepts behind both of these documents first the notice of termination is what you use when you want to tell the other side that you are ending a contract based on some language that is contained in that contract For example, if the contract has a home inspection contingency and your client has decided, after the inspection, that he doesn't want to buy the home, you would send a notice of termination to the seller, stating that your client is getting out of the contract. 
It's important to note that you don't need the seller to sign a notice of termination to make it effective. The termination is a unilateral contract, meaning it does not need to be signed by both parties to make it effective. Right. You are telling them, not asking for permission. Right. Meanwhile, on the other hand, we have the release, which is a two-way street. It requires both parties to agree before it becomes effective. The release, as it name as its name implies, releases all of the parties from any further obligations in a contract. Most importantly, for most people involved in a real estate transaction, it allows for the EMD to be released from escrow and go to the party entitled to it. And we normally tell you that you should send out the release and notice of termination as a package deal. Because in the typical situation, so for example a home inspection or a POA contingency, you as a buyer will want to terminate the contract using the notice of termination and make sure the EMD is released back to you through the release. Using only the notice of termination in this situation would simply terminate the contract, but would not have any effect on the EMD held in escrow. On the flip side, if you just send a release but no notice of termination, the seller would have no idea why you're terminating the contract and may simply refuse to sign the release. Especially because the thing of a release is saying, may I please get out of this? May I please? And the other party may say, oh, no, you cannot. I am not going to let you out of this. When you give that termination notice, you're saying, peace out. And you can't see my hands, but I just did the peace out. So. I can confirm that. Peace. Deuces. Um, <laughs> um but as with lots of things in both real estate and the law, there's an exception to the rule. If both parties to a transaction reach an agreement that they don't want to move forward with a contract and decide to end it without using one of the termination provisions, a signed release will be sufficient to completely end the obligations for both parties. Again, this would be a situation where both parties sit down and agree that the contract shouldn't move forward, but it is not related to a provision in the contract, like the Home Inspection or POA Act. And likewise, there are times where you would want to terminate the contract, but you don't want to execute a release quite yet. If you know the deal is dead, but there are still issues with the EMD that you want to iron out, you can terminate the agreement, but hold off on the release. Terminating the contract allows both parties to move on to potential new deals, while also still discussing any EMD issues. We also want to discuss some terms you might hear relating to contracts that could be confusing. That's why you have a legal team here. Some people will say that when you terminate a contract, you make the contract null and void. Technically, technically, a null and void contract, let's get, let's get legal on you. A null and void contract is one that never existed in the first place. If you want to terminate the contract based on a provision in it, like the home inspection, you need to have the contract be valid in order to protect your rights under it. Finally, let's talk about a new law, a relatively new law in Virginia, that allows in certain circumstances the release of the EMD without a signed release. Uh, so if a termination was done under the clear and unambiguous terms of the contract, so like we mentioned earlier, for example, home inspection, POA, something like that, and the contract says in the event of the termination, the money goes back to either buyer or seller, then the person holding the escrow can go ahead and release that money to the party to whom it's supposed to go as long as they give written notice to the other side. Uh, so that's a way in which if there's no release signed for whatever reason, uh, that's a way to get the EMD back with only a notice of termination. 
However, we always, however, however, always however. strongly recommend that you send the release with the notice of termination, and if possible, get that release signed because that's going to be the safest way to get that money back to your clients for you and for the clients. If that doesn't work, then this is an option to release the AMD under the clear and unambiguous terms of the contract. But again, always try to send the release first. And the other benefit of a release beyond the AMD is it does release certain legal obligations. So even if the AMD is clear, um, it kind of releases you from all um, liabilities under the contract. So it really is the best way to get away from the contract without having any kind of hanging terms, hanging chads even. Throwback. Throwback. (laughs) Um, So we really like the combo, um, but both may not always be required is what we're trying to say. That's right. But we do like that termination and release one-two punch. Right. Don't get violent, though. No, no violence, please. All right, Kate, should we go to the legal hotline? I want to go to there. (laughs) I want to go to there. That's well well said. (laughs) my buyer sent a notice of termination after the home inspection and also sent a release, but the seller hasn't signed it yet. It's been three months now. My buyers really want their money back. Is there anything that I can do? A signed release is always the cleanest and safest way to deal with EMDs after a deal falls apart. However, there are certain circumstances like this one where that's just not an option. You can always have the escrow holder go to the courts to file what's known as interpleader. Basically, an interpleader action allows the judge to issue a court order directing the funds to a certain place. And there's now a third option. If the party terminates under the clear, unambiguous terms of the contract and the contract states to whom the money should go after termination, the escrow holder can release the funds with notice to the other party. That's what John was just talking about a minute ago. Um, My buyers sent a termination notice to sellers as well as a release, but the sellers have not yet responded. My buyers want to move on to another house, but they're worried that they can't if the sellers have not signed the release yet. What can they do? As soon as your buyers have submitted a proper termination notice, they can immediately close on another property. The key here is proper. Because there's a danger of being liable under two contracts if the initial termination was not done correctly, it's in your client's best interest to consult an attorney before moving on to that new contract. And before we go on to the last question, today is election day, and so hopefully you're listening to this podcast on your way to or on your way from the polls, and we hope that everyone out there is going out to vote for the candidates or candidates that you believe best represent you. Um, So please go out and vote. It's very important to all of us, especially for you as realtors, to make sure that there are realtor champions in office to help protect your business as much as possible. Go vote. Go vote. Do it. That was a really nice PSA. Thank you. I try. Uh, All right, last question. Kate, my buyer entered into a contract for an investment property. After inspection uncovered a minimum of $15,000 in repair costs, he asked the seller to release him from the contract with a refund. The seller refused because he felt like the problems should have been obvious when the offer was made, and he sent back a revised release saying that the seller got to keep the EMD. Buyer refused to sign this new release, and now seller has sent a notice of termination based on the fact that my buyer didn't close on the date listed. What can we do? Oh, this is a situation where you need to send both the termination and release. Remember, 
the release is that two-way two -way street, meaning both parties have to sign it to make it effective. If there's a termination right in the contract that the buyer wants to exercise, he should send a notice of termination. That is that unilateral right to terminate. I'm doing this. I'm not asking for permission. The buyer should consult an attorney for legal advice. And to be safe, the broker should probably consult their E&O insurance as well. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab on the For Members section. You have to be logged in to see this page. Thanks. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney who licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.